Just as a disclaimer, we want you to know that some of the movies that we will be reviewing were shot in a different time and era where people of race and sex were not treated equally. We understand this and hope you do too. The movies or anything that happened on the sets are not the views of this podcast or what this show is intended to be all about. Exactly. And we want to give due diligence in presenting the movie and not the views of the cast or directors or anyone involved. But we also feel it's necessary to let the audience know some of the background information to get a feel for what was happening at the time of shooting the film. Again, we hope you understand that we do not agree with everything that went on and we just want to give out the information. And with that being said, hope you enjoy the show. Why, no one quite knows the reason. They'll stand hand in hand, and those fools will start singing. Welcome, welcome, I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. I must stop Christmas from coming. But how the Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. All right, guys, welcome to our holiday Christmas spectacular, the 12 Days of Christmas, or as we like to call it, the 12 Movies of Christmas. I'm your host, Jimbo, and my co-host and the happy little elf is... Terrence. Terrence. Um, so this is going to be take place just like we did our Universal Monsters. Um, we figured we went through and we picked out what we thought were probably 12 of the greatest Christmas movies. Or at least the most watched. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, most watched. Uh, and you may disagree with us, that's fine. Uh, but we had to start somewhere. So uh, to kick us off with our uh, first one is going to be How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Terrence. An absolute classic. Of take course. it away. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Release date, December 18th. 1966. Its budget was 315000 well, That's uh, not a lot. It's not. But, but then, you the look at inflation from 1966 to now, 2019, uh, that's $2.5 million. So, that's a lot of chinga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was directed by Chuck Jones and Ben Washam, which was the co-director. Uh, writing credits, obviously, Dr. Seuss. Uh, then we have... Irv Spector, uh, additional story, and Bob Ogle, who was also in on the additional story. So some of the writers. Uh, technical specs. We're looking at a runtime of 26 minutes. Nice little quick something if you got kids you don't and like to pay attention that much. And even if you throw in some commercials, I think it goes <laughs> a half hour max. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. So. Uh, 30 minutes including commercials. Yep. 
uh, and that's here in the U.S. because you know we don't know how their commercial length span goes o- o- overseas. Uh, sound mix mono uh, Westrex recording system. Uh, this is a uh, color Medico- metro color aspect ratio four by three. Negative format, 35mm. Printed film format, 35mm. And now the awards. And you know what's uh, funny is this actually won an award. It did, yeah. And <laughs> um, you're going to find out something very interesting about the award, too. Because yeah. those that don't know, the narrator and the voice of the Grinch in this movie is none other than Terrence. Boris your favorite. Karloff. Boris Karloff. So we figured we'd start off with this one to tie, kind of tell coattail off of the Universal Monsters because yeah. Terrence's favorite was Boris Karloff. We all know this if you listen. It's great. So so we, uh, so we the award was the Grammy Awards 1968. Winner of the Grammy for Best Recording for Children, Boris Karloff. Now, go ahead and tell them the interesting fact about the award. Though. Yeah, so uh, I, we both got to chuck a lot of this. Uh, so Karloff did not attend the ceremony, allowing his agent, Arthur Kennard, to accept the award on his behalf. Uh, Karloff later then visited Kennard's office, where he was presented with his Grammy, only to respond, it looks like a bloody doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> he left the award by the foot of Kennard's office door when he left. Can you so, imagine? Can you he imagine? won a Grammy. Winning a Grammy, and then just say, ah, it's looks a doorstop. Like door and then he literally puts it by the door. I wonder if he had that look on his face, you know, it looks like a bloody doorstop. <laughs> like the mummy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, synopsis: The Grinch, along with his trusty dog, plots what was his dog's schemes name? to steal Christmas from the Who's. What was his dog's name? I don't remember. Max. Uh, oh, Come right. on, Max. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump into the cast real quick. You have uh, Boris Karloff, who was the narrator, and he also does the voice of the Grinch. June Foray was Cindy Lou Who, who was uncredited with the voice. Uh, Del McKinnon was Max, the voice, who was uncredited. And Thurl Ravenscroft, singer of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, who is also accredited. The uh, thing about that is um, uh, the, the producer, um, let me think, uh, what's his name? Uh, it's right here, Chuck Jones, and uh, was produced by Chuck Jones and Dr. Seuss under the name of Ted Geisel. But uh, Thurl Ravenscroft received no screen credit for his singing and oversight. Dr. Seuss attempted to rectify by sending letters to every major columnist in America identifying Ravenscroft as the singer of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. But he also took part in uh, two other courses you know, yeah. for the movie. But I thought that was really cool of Dr. Seuss say, hey, even though we did, couldn't put him in the credits – you know, this is the guy, you know, yeah. every time you hear the, the singing, this is him, you know. Yep. So he went to every, and who's not going to listen to Dr. Seuss? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So. You know, here's, okay, so here's what's hilarious. Like, I, I grew up on Dr. Seuss books and everything, and I've seen the, all the movies and stuff. The first book I ever read on my own was Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. Nice. So. <laughs> I saw a picture of Dr. Seuss for, I, I feel like the I first time that. not that you long ago. That. And I was like, I don't, now that I think about it, I don't think I've, because you say Dr. Seuss and I, what, pops up in my mind is the books and the the movies and everything but not the actual not, not him you know you say you say dr <laughs> Seuss. And what i picture is you know i picture a uh, like a mad hatter from alice in wonderland with one of the big hats on you know like the right guy, the big hats but he he looks kind of like mr rogers he does I mean, yes yeah. i put, put both of those guys in the same category they, they they yeah they have that same like look and style uh, right. very much so um this short 
this cartoon sits at a hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which oh, is wow. saying something. That really is. Um, but all the critics say it, it uh, and I quote, brings an impressive array of talent to bear on its own on an adaptation that honors a classic holiday story and has rightfully become a Yuletide tradition of its own. Absolutely. I love this movie. But we'll get to that at the end. <laughs> uh, this film came out three days after Walt Disney died on December 15th, 1966. Oh, wow. So, wow. Uh, Boris Karloff um, was also would be the only British actor for the character of the Grinch until Benedict Cumberbatch oh, took up yeah. the role of the Grinch. 2018, 52 I, years later. I still need to watch that. <laughs> Really? Yeah, because like, oh, I've seen the obviously this. He does one, a really good, and I've seen the one that with Jim Carrey, which was hilarious. Oh, that's a great one too. And I really, actually, I really do want to see. And you know what? This is the time to watch it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, producer uh, Chuck Jones, um, he loved Rudyard Kipling, um, he, and uh, he was inspired to cast Boris Karloff as the Grinch after hearing a recording of Karloff reading Kipling's Jungle Book stories. Huh. Can you imagine Karloff reading Jungle Book? Man. <laughs> then there was Mowgli. <laughs> Actually, uh, um, it was interesting. Uh, I listened to like an old version. It might have even been him because this was like a long time ago. Um, I downloaded an app on my phone that would have old radio casting of basically all these classic stories read over the radio. So I'm listening to these radio dramas, really. Um, and one of them was the Jungle Book. And then after that, when I listened to Tarzan, they were all very like, <laughs> I see how people got into them. Radio dramas are great. Right. Um, throughout all the production character signs, uh, they were based upon Dr. Seuss's books, original art. Um, but uh, Dr. Seuss thought that the Grinch looked more like Chuck Jones than the Grinch from his books. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, also, Boris Karloff uh, changes his voice when he speaks for the Grinch. Uh, he has his narration voice, yep. and he has his Grinch voice. So if, you, if you've ever, um, what I say is uh, somebody has a phone voice. Oh, yeah. So if you ever walk into an office, you're talking to the secretary or whatever, <laughs> and then the phone rings like, hello. And, you know, it's just, uh, oh, just yeah. a total change. And I was like, why are you using your telephone voice? They're like, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You're not being normal. Um they all, Dr. Seuss, um, he didn't want Boris Karloff to be cast either because he's like, he's going to make the Grinch too scary. Because, you know, coming <laughs> off the tell, I mean, what was this, 1966? Yeah, so this so it was it's shortly after the Universal Monsters. Right. So, um, let's see here. Thurl Ravenscroft, who he said, uh, sang the song, uh, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, is best known for his voice as Tony the Tiger. Which I thought that was interesting. You know, so he's been in all those Frosted Flakes commercials, you know what I mean, with Tony Tone. Um, They're great. They said that he was <laughs> – this movie is great. Uh, that he was picked to sing these songs because he had that uh, deep bass or baritone voice, oh, yeah. you know, which came off very, very interesting. And I, I nailed it. Um, and just the emotion that Boris Karloff – or lack of it, I should say, that he puts into the Grinch. You know, when he's, <laughs> even the narration, you're just like – and uh, also, uh, the Grinch's eye color in this movie is red, and yep. then for most of the movie, and then when you get to the end, when he starts having the, you know, his heart grows three times, yeah. they change to blue, so it symbolizes the change in uh, his outlook on Christmas. Oh yeah. Well. And then uh, lastly, um, in the in the poem, the Grinch lives three thousand feet up Mount Crumpet. In the special, it's ten thousand feet. So yeah. Terrence. Why don't you go ahead and tell me uh, your thoughts on this movie? This is going to be a little shorter episode. Some of these that we're doing, oh, yeah. um, super short. We're going to have the uh, cartoons, you know, the the holiday cartoon ones. I mean, it's a thirty minute 
uh, you know, little cartoon. So you know, there's only so much we can pull from it. Right. But uh, you know, we had. To I mean, I could have pulled the animators, a... but you would have been bored to death because I'd probably still be talking about them, and they all deserve our respect. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So I don't want to take anything away from them. Guys. I mean, animation in general is always been sort of this this very interesting field, and uh, not to take away from animators who animate today, but like old school animation. You had to put in a lot of work, and not to say that they don't nowadays. It's a whole different beast, though. So, like a lot of it is just you know, it's well, a lot of digital work. But this back was, then they probably didn't even have computers. It's probably exactly. the flip papers. It's all, you know? it's all, it's all <laughs> hand drawn. You know? Did you and ever so, make one of those, uh, one oh, of those yeah. book things where you had the card you flip <laughs> yeah. it? And you, you, you get like a, it uh, walk. <laughs> yeah, like you you use like the edge of your notebook. Yeah. Where you get like a, a, a stack of post-it notes, and you draw a little cartoon right. on each one. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely like it. It's it's colorful. It's enamoring. It's it's fun to watch. Uh, it's it's a it's a classic. It's a staple and, to watch. And it's a Christmas. it's a feel good movie too because really you is. know uh, you got them people out there that are just grumps. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know any other word to say. They're just grumps, and uh, you know and that's how I feel. The Grinch was. He was just a grump. You know, absolutely. And you know, did it ever really state why he was mad? It didn't. No, no not at all. That I remember. You know, he's like, you know, he's like, damn, who's or at it again? You know, he's up there. He's tapping oh, his yeah. And he gets that idea like, when Max <laughs> runs into the snow and he gets the Santa beard on. He, he just starts, you know, there's that scene where he smiles and it just keeps oh, curling yeah, and curling curls his up. evil eyes go down. <laughs> I was like, man, this is, so I love fun. this guy. It's one so of my, fun. one of my earliest Christmas memories that I can remember is, um, I think it was a service merchandise one year. And I don't even know if that store exists anymore. Uh, but I got this Grinch doll. Nice. And it was, it was the Grinch, you know, that one. Yeah. Man. And I, I, I might even still have it somewhere around here. But that was like my favorite stuffed animal growing up, you know what I mean? Oh, um, yeah. Just, I watch this every year. It throws you back to your childhood, of, you know, different time, different era. It's just great movie. Everybody should see this movie. And you know, it's a cartoon that ages, like, it's, no matter what time you're, you're like, watching this, like, what year you're watching this, it just, it stays relevant. In right, my, and in, they in, still like, show it on TV, syndicated yeah, TV. So absolutely. every year. Um, along with some of the others we're going to be talking about, like Rudolph and Charlie Brown and all that, they, they still show a lot of these on TV. And that says something for as long as they've been doing it. Yeah, they're just age-old classics. And it even timeless. says something about this movie when uh, Jim Carrey did the, the – they wanted to do a live-action movie with Jim Carrey, which he played Fantastic oh, Grinch. So and then they just re-released that other one, The Grinch, um, with Cumber, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, yep. which I saw. Um, but to me, it's not this. You yeah. know what I mean? So there's just something about the original. I mean, you can say that about almost any movie, you know. Oh, yeah. There's just something about the original. Don't touch three, but don't remake stuff, right? Come out with something new. So um, I definitely, 10 out of 10 for me in this one, um, must watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 30 minutes, and why wouldn't you? So, uh, <laughs> it's something, it's, it, it, even if uh, you're not sitting down watching it, it's it's nice to have it in like the background while uh, you're opening presents with the kids or whatever. Well, like, because because it's 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 a it's more of a poem, you know. What I mean yeah, that he's reading exactly, basically, except when the Grinch talks. But just great. I don't know what else so to great. say. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I like this is going to be a shorter. Episode. Ten out of ten when watching. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and if Rotten and if Rotten Tomatoes is given it a hundred percent critic score, there oh, yeah. is something to say about that because I've seen some movies on Rotten Tomato that they just blow away and oh, like man. zero out of zero. You know what I mean? Uh, but sometimes they get it wrong too. That's true. So, well, with that being said, that's the end of our first uh, twelve movies of Christmas, if you will. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, stay tuned for when we come back tomorrow. For day Another two. Another day two, which we will be discussing Home Alone. 
Yo, oh. another classic. Classic. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know, so until then, I think that's a wrap on this episode. And cut. And cut.